the dynamo, use the dynamo, use the dynamo, use the dynamo. Boys acting like they ready for that orange crush. Try us if you want to wheel leave you in the dust. The men in orange, baby, got orange on my back. Be the ones, now it's time for us to bring it back. Long as I got my fan club, y'all can't harm it. El Battalion in the Texan Army. We MLS champ, so haters back back. Another game on the field, my team gon' rap. Hey, Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Dynalytics, episode number 41. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, the OG OSG. What's up, man? How's it been? How's it been going? I'm just, just chilling, taking it easy with these, uh, uh, all these road games and not getting to come to Houston. But uh, how good, bro? How are you? I'm doing excellent, sir. Uh, it's a it's a long weekend, so I'm happy, dude. We're we're doing good. <laughs> aside from that, you know, aside from the results, we're doing good. <laughs> right. Yesterday, yesterday was all the course. Yeah. Yeah. The other results have been good for the weekend. Right. But today we have a interesting, uh, fun episode for the fans. Um, as as you know, OSG and I have always said that Dynalytics is part of the SOMO 713 network. So today we're kind of give you fans behind the scenes and get to know some of the people behind uh, the powerhouse of the 713 network. And they'll be hopping in and out throughout the episode. But one of them is with us now and he does a lot of hard work that goes unnoticed. Y'all should give him some love and retweets to he works on all the cool graphics that we post and retweet. So I want to give a warm welcome to our friend Mark Santeo. How's it going, man? Welcome back. And just like you said, you know, result-wise, not the best, but long weekend, man. It's definitely something I've been waiting for. Um, glad to be here with you guys, you know, to talk a little bit about what we all do for, for each other. And um, just excited right now just to talk about, you know, not any anything Dynamo in general. Let's and, go with it, man. And and uh, uh, Herman, I don't know if you ever did notice. It, it's, you have to look for it, but he does tag all the edits that he does for us. He does, but <laughs> in a humble way, you know. Yeah, very humble. <laughs> so I want to make sure we give him an opportunity to market his self and his work, man, because it's like little bitty at the bottom right corner you know in in usually the same the same color uh of the background so <laughs> it's hard to see but tell us what you do for the somo 713 network mark well i work a lot on the graphics so most of and, and whenever you know you guys or anybody on the somos needs any type of edit you know i try to create something you know that's eye-catching and that will you know portray what we got what we need you know so whether it's scores, whether it's giveaways, whether it's, um, you know, weekly schedules, stuff like that, uh, I try to create something that, you know, it's eye appealing for the fans and that helps portray, you know, what we need, what we're going to do for, for, for everybody, whether it's on Twitter or Instagram. Maybe later on, if I'm able to, you know, we'll branch out and start doing different things. I know there's a little secret between us, but um, next season seems like we're going to be doing a lot more, and this seems like it's going to be a lot more hands-on. 
I don't know if you guys have talked about it before, but um, one of the guys on the group chat has been talking about, you know, doing doing some stuff after games. Sorry, that's my dog. And, um, you know, we're going to need some edits, maybe some video editing for what we're trying to do. So that's something you might want to, as a fan, you might want to be interested in and keep an eye out for later on. But, uh, you know, I help these guys a lot when they're when and all the time too i'm always hoping to help you guys you know whenever y'all need anything i'll work on it as soon as i can and i know i need a i'm almost done with the weekly schedule for this week so let's hope you know there are wins this week because we you know as diamond fan we need those but those another big thing going on right now that those probably gonna have their final game and i know always g asked me for an edit for that so i'll work on that i'll have that ready soon Yeah, dude, all your edits are always on point. They're pretty good, and they they are flashy. And you know, I go I go post them everywhere, and I even share your edits so other people can, if they're pervy enough, they can they can use your your edits as well. And, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting on that, that weekly schedule one for today. But yeah, man, they're always fun, and it's uh, they're 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 just great edits. So yeah, we just we need to remember ourselves when we're, we're, we're posting to, to tag our editor every now and then. And then that definitely shows some love. The yeah. weekly, the weekly, uh, that schedule of games, the Dynalytic episode covers, the space covers, that's all marked, y'all. They're fun to do, Even to be honest. When I'm sitting there just trying to create it or whether I'm basing it off, you know, making it kind of with an idea of other edits, like it's, it opens up your mind, to be honest. It's stuff I never knew I would be able to do. I, honestly started learning how to do this with someone and they had never really worked that much with graphics, but it's fun. You know, when, when you like doing something and it becomes a lot easier to do with time for sure. Well, I'm glad you like having fun doing it. Cause at one point I was doing graphics just cause we needed something. And then you popped up and said, like, I need the graphics. I was like, yep, I'll sit back. I'll sit back. So hell yeah, man. We appreciate them. So yeah, it's okay to increase that tag down in the bottom right hand corner so people can see it. They don't have to take a picture of it and zoom in. <laughs> <laughs> so no. tell the fans a little bit about you, Mark. How'd you how'd you become a dynamo fan? I I know this, but I just so the fans can get to know you a little bit. Well, um, as a pretty much a young kid when Dynamo moved out here to Houston. Uh, I've always been a soccer fan growing up, played soccer since I was like three or four. When Dynamo moved out here, you know, it was finally a team we could root for here in, in Houston. And uh, my pops just would take me to games all the time when I was younger. And crazy part, you know, Dynamo, first few years here, we won two cups. We made it to conference finals, like almost – almost every year in the first five, six years. So I became a big fan, you know, as a kid, you idolize a lot of stuff. And then but uh, something that made me a super fan was when I was the age of 13, uh, I tried out for the Dynamo Academy and I made it and I played there until high school. Uh, luckily with the Dynamo Academy, I was able to go play college ball with them. You know, I got eyes on me from other schools and, since then, you know, I just stayed loyal, became a big fan. Uh, as soon as I was able to myself, you know, I, I bought season tickets. I've had season tickets for the past four years. And I'm um, loyal, you know, I go 
At every single possible home game I could go to, I'm there. And if I can't, I'm giving them to somebody I know will use them, you know, because at the end of the day, as a Dynamo fan, you want people to go out and support the guys because win or lose, you know, we're always going to show out. And um, it's one great thing about Dynamo right now is, you know, since they started Dynamo 2 and Dash, uh, it's become a lot funner to, to go out, you know, watch these games, you know, because as a fan – you want to be there often and whenever there's, you know, Dynamo plays probably once, maybe twice a week, you know, being able to go to these Dynamo Dos and Dash games gives you more and more chance to be at the stadium and supporting these teams. But uh, I've been diehard Dynamo fans since, since I can remember, to be honest, whenever the first days they got here. And then I would say as well, like I said, uh, whenever I was able to buy my own season tickets and afford them myself, that was probably the best decision I've done because it's it's fun. It's super fun. Something to look forward to every weekend, you know. Sports in general, you know, they take you outside of your inner circle of life, whether whatever you're going through, you know, it helps you just be there with friends and stuff. And this year I joined the Surge. That's one big step I did towards the Diamond stuff. I haven't been super into in, in, integrated with them that yet, but I know for sure next season I'll probably – you know, go out there and sit in the supporter stands with them, see how that how how that feeling is, because I know that's a way different feeling than what it is sitting in other sides of the stadium. And I know always she talks about it a lot. He's there all the time, and I believe you as well. Right? <laughs> You'll be there here and there. I want to know what that feeling is, you know, because it's a whole different thing when you're sitting next to a little family who's screaming here and there, or when you're screaming with a you know pretty much like a brotherhood of everybody screaming and dancing the whole game. You know, it's it's an amazing feeling. It's definitely a different perspective, and you get a different view of the game as well. But you're you're, you're more dependent on your vibe. You, you can you're definitely more into the game and just into what's the interactions and what's going on, and the, especially the celebrations. You're right there in the middle of, of of just a big party, man, or rave or whatever. But and then the smoke and just the flags waving. It's it's freaking awesome. I like it. And I've also transitioned to – I had seats this year, but I've, I've transitioned to the Surge next season. So I'm, I'll be partying with the Surge pregame already, and now I'll be uh, partying during the games. But I'm giving up the seats to move down to the SG. So it's going to be fun. But you're right, bro. So come check it out. We'll, we'll show up and like a, at the Dose game uh, in two weeks. There's an opportunity there to, to fit in with the supporters and feel that atmosphere and what it's like. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be going to my first dose game probably for that, you know, that North Texas game and and playoffs if they end up playing here. But them those guys, man, they've been they've definitely been a, a, a good a good light for us right now with these times with the Dynamo. Absolutely. So why don't we talk about those? Kind of switch it up since we're talking about those. What you think, OSG? Let's seg- let's, let's seg- segue into it. Let's so you know, it, prior, so, prior to the game, those mm-hmm. was just man building up a lot of hype. Two home games with uh, one road game left in the season, and haven't clinched a playoff game yet or a playoff first, but. Uh, you know what dose is. They're just there's fighters and they're at home. You never know what you're gonna get. And boom! What just what a night. Yeah. So the the big match and and big match 
I would say it's a, like a measuring stick for lack of a better term. Uh, we played a uh, St. Louis city two at, at Abiba this past weekend on the third this Saturday, but tell us, tell us what happened then. OSG. I know you were very attentive to that game. Well, yeah, well, pr prior to getting into the game, uh, we were St. Louis is sitting in first in the, in our division. They're first overall in the West as well. So the way it works is uh, MLS Next Pro has four divisions, two in the West, and we are in the division with North Texas and St. Louis, and the Tacoma's in the other division. So the two division winners uh, make the playoffs and get a home win, home uh, game, and then the two top point getters from both from those two divisions end up getting the third and the fourth spot. So going into this game, St. Louis with one, Tacoma two. Uh, with Dose being three and North Texas being four. So only four teams making it, but there's only eight to begin with. So it, it's all right. But then going into it, five points behind St. Louis. So obviously playing them at home, we're, we're still undefeated at home. If, if you don't count the penalty kick loss, still counts as a draw in the standings. You know, we could get this victory tonight or last night, and that would put us uh, just two points behind St. Louis with two games to go. And St. Louis has a, has a tough schedule remaining themselves. They they actually have to travel to North Texas, but man, once the once the game started, it was you know it was in my eyes it was pretty evident that St. Louis was the better team. But those just kept fighting, and it, it took them about 30, 35 minutes before Dose finally started to push that ball forward and was able to at least get some kind of attack going. And going into halftime, I think they made some some little tactical adjustments. They were able to come out in that second half and get a goal from Morata, who is a defender with the assist coming from Avila. And it was just freaking that just, that just set it off. And that was just, uh, the, the, you could feel it. You could see it. The boys were just playing so well, you know, any, anybody from the lineup that was, uh, that was missing because uh, in the midfield, you know, you got Palomino starting, Barros, Gonzalez, you know, someone, someone, you know. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> obviously, obviously, somebody was, was missing. You didn't know why it was missing until the Dynamo window were playing. So, yeah, Brooklyn Range, I guess, was suited up for the – made the bench for Dynamo ended, and ended up playing. We'll talk about that when we get into the Dynamo part, but that was curious as to – how he was able to for somehow play in the MLS this season. We thought he wasn't going to be able to at all. But, uh, congrats to Brooklyn Reigns for getting the call up and making his first ever MLS debut, however short it was. So congrats to him. But, you know, uh, that in that the dose game also, St. Louis, they, I think they lost their composure, whatever. They just they couldn't score. Donna Dose was playing so well. And, um, my man of the match was was Michael Dos Santos Silva. He he was involved in everything St. Louis put in the box, and he just kept clearing it out and clearing it out. Of course, he had help, but that man, he kept every highlight. Watching it on TV, his name was just mentioned every single time. It was uh, first team quality. So it's this he, is he, the defender, <laughs> correct? That we got on loan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was that was the one that played that one game for Dynamo as well. Yeah. 
So he, he he's a natural starter for down and dose. Just he just had to give up his life. And St. Louis was getting frustrated. We go up one nothing, and then they go and they just created the stupid foul and slide slid tackle pretty pretty hard and vicious. And of course it ended up being a red card. And that was at the 69th minute. So we still have 20 minutes to go. St. Louis was still pushing, still were getting opportunities. And uh, down down and dose defense stood tall. Their keeper, who was not um, Valdez this time, I think it was Paddington or Pennington or whatever, he had a freaking stellar game. Kudos to him. And just, but now that sets it up with two points behind St. Louis. St. Louis has to go to North Texas this coming weekend. We go to Colorado. And then, of course, we play at home against uh, North Texas to finish off the season. And St. Louis, uh, I think they get, I think it's SKC at home. So there's still a chance that we could win that division and get that bye and that, that home game, that bye, that home game. And that would be huge because chances are right now we would be playing uh, Tacoma if the playoffs were to start today at Tacoma. So that would be a traveling trip too. And they're a pretty damn good team, and we got our butts kicked up there. Man. But uh, any opinions from y'all on the, on the game or on the highlights that you're able to see? Uh. For St. Louis, let's kind of be honest about that team, too, that there's a lot of pro players on that team. Correct. So, technically, you know, they already have MLS caliber players. Like, like let's start with their goalkeeper, man, Roman Berkey, ex-player for my favorite team. This dude is, a you know, also I think I believe he played for his national team as well, so – for adults to give these guys competition, man. You know, younger kids playing against grown, vetted uh, pros, man. That's that's a great thing for them, you know. But uh, so add to the context of that, so the listeners can understand a little bit more. St. Louis is getting an expansion team, which is starting in the MLS next next year. So currently, right now, those players that they've been building towards that roster is playing in St. Louis too, and they have, I think it was. Six players, I think, were in the starting lineup that are currently signed to an MLS contract and possibly be fighting for an MLS uh, starting position next season. So the, the St. Louis is a very tough team. That's a that's a great point that you brought up there, Mark. Yeah, and it's honestly it's a really good thing for the experience of our Dulce players as well. You know, being able to compete Absolutely. against these teams like that. You know, that means that's letting you know that they they have the caliber of earning an MLS spot where that they can compete, you know, if they ever make it up there. And, you know, just not talking talking too much about Brooklyn Reigns, but that's, you know, something for players like him, for Juan Castilla, people who already have MLS contracts, that's a way of them getting, you know, um, experience um, playing against pro players without actually being up there with the, with the first team. Um, and I'm pretty sure there's a bunch of other players around the league, you know, that also have that experience that um, they could learn from. And uh, speaking again about, you know, Michael, I honestly think that was a great pickup from Nagamura's side because he's Brazilian. He was brought from the Brazilian league and, you know, he's been brought to be a lost player technically, but he's up there, you know, fighting for MLS spot. And I do believe the guy already earned it. And I also think that a big reason why these those players aren't playing, aren't being brought up just of yet, is because there's no space up in the first team. You know, maybe next year when the team's cleaned out, a bunch of these guys get a shot. 
or there's room made for a bunch of these guys to be able to be brought up because they're technically our future. Maybe not this year, maybe not the year after, but maybe in a few years they're going to be our guys, whether it's actually playing for us or used – because, you know, we know we know soccer's a business. Maybe they're used to, to – they're going to sell them for money that we use to bring in other players. And, you know, it's, it's little – it's good that we have a team that's actually up there competing because it, it opens up doors for our first team, you know whether it's just bringing them up whenever a player gets hurt or using them as as monetary value, if you know what I mean. Or a threat to another starting player of the team. Like, I hey, this kid, we're calling him up. He's going to play yeah. today. What, what, coach? Yeah, you need to step it up. <laughs> and there's a lot of guys down there, you know, who have made a name for themselves in that. In MLS, too. Bunch of known players. When you hear these commentators talking, you know, a bunch of them, are talking good about you know a bunch of our players are decently known around the league already. Yeah, that's that's true. That the the, the names are starting to get around a little bit. They're getting a little notoriety, and that's that's freaking awesome. And, and I hope it continues and this this transitions uh, keeps going forward. And uh, I'm excited to, for the off season for the Dynamo. And but I think Nagamore is he, he's kind of you know he came from a from an SKC too, and he might be just leaving them alone and doesn't want to pick them apart too much while they're trying to make this run and now a playoff run. He's like, hey, I'll bring in Reigns today. I'll bring in Palomino last week. So I think he's got that in the back of his mind too. Looking at the stats for the game, they're interesting, man. Um, St. Louis had more possession than us, 58-42. They had way more shots than us, 15 to 5. And we only had the one shot on goal, but that's what mattered ultimately, right? <laughs> Compared to their five. So Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's like I said, St. Louis was the better team the entire game. And like Mark brought up, they should be the better team. <laughs> but our boys, they, they held it down. They, they played as a unit. And Mikel, I think everything, just the ball was attracted to him or he was just attracted to the ball because – he, he just – he was a standout. If y'all go back and you watch the game and you listen to the commentator, you're going to hear his name 20 times. I, yep. I'm not kidding. 20 times during that match. And, but it was a standout. Just like, a, again, props to the keeper. But, you know, that's that's dose, man. That's that's We're so proud of them. And they get to keep it up. Two games to go. What you got? Yeah, the commentator said that Michael had a double-double when it came to stats. I believe it was 10 oh. receptions and 10 clearances. I can That's definitely crazy. believe the clearances, yeah. Yeah, and the interceptions, he was marking just that forward there pretty well. So, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, 28, his name was said to that, so it had to be interceptions and clearances. Pretty, yeah, double-double. He, he just had a he, – he better have been the man of the match, too. <laughs> Even though Murano had a hell of a game as well on that right side and then scoring the goal still. But that's like you – how do you not give the pitcher a – the man of the match whenever you win one to nothing in baseball. <laughs> <laughs> another another stat, the last stat before we move on. Um, five saves, man. Our goalkeeper. I remember watching the highlights and one save stood out. You know, it's like a long shot that was going upper 90, but he just made an extension, just saved it, dude. Hell of a game for him. And it wasn't it wasn't our our no more goalkeeper, right, OSG? Right, Valdez uh, didn't start this game. It was Paddington or Pennington. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget what his name is. I have to look it up. But yeah, he's uh, got experience, but he's the one who got the start. And he's the, he, he showed out, man. And that one save is he read it so well. And he was able to get that, that spurt over to make it to that corner, make that save. And he didn't let anything else come in. And St. Louis hit the post, uh, the post once and the crossbar once, if I remember correctly. So, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was our night at home. And then. Uh, just to wrap up, Dina Dolls, do you want to make an invitation to the fan base listening to this episode for the last home game of the season? Might as well. Let's do it. It's the last home game on 9-18. Dina Dose is playing North Texas, who is our rival. Friggin' Dallas up there, guys. So that is 9-18. And that game is at 6 o'clock. And we're going to do, well, I say we, Dina Dose and the surge, and now it sounds like El Batillon is even going to attend. We're going to do a tailgate for Donados, a massive tailgate. We're going to try to get as many people as we can to go to this game. The Dynamo are out of town, so unless you're traveling to to L.A. to watch that game, you you have – here's your soccer game to go to that that weekend, and it's go to Donados on the 18th, 6 o'clock. Tailgate, massive tailgate. Come root the boys. Final game of the season against North Texas. That's going to be a huge game. We could possibly win in the division and get in a home game the following weekend in the playoffs. Or, you know, that may be the last time we get to see the boys and we have to root them on through the, the internet. But please, everybody, I want to see y'all out there. Come support the dose. Good deal. Moving right along, our H-Town Roundup, Puzzle Town Roundup. Um, our, our, I, I joke, but I, I also mean this. I mean, the Dynados is obviously pride and joy, but also the, the Houston Dash. Um, we had a bye week uh, with the Dash this past week. Um, right now, we're sitting second place in the standings behind the San Diego Wave by two points. And um, our our next opponent is this Sunday. It's a home match against L.A. Angel City. So Sunday, 6 p.m., if you can make it out there, go support the Houston Dash. OSG? Yeah, since you, you mentioned the standings, man, and, and this, is, this is crazy, the parody that's going on in, in the NWSL right now. The, they, take, they take six teams into the playoffs, and then first and second are the ones that get buys, and then the other four have to fight it off at first. So it's one, two, three, four, one, four, five, six, seven, uh, eight. I got eight teams still fighting for six spots in the playoffs, and they're, they're only separated by 10 points altogether. Like you said, San Diego's got 31, Houston with 29, Kansas City with 29, but they have a game in hand. Portland has 28, but they have a game in hand. So both of those technically could pass us with the equal amount of games. Oil Rain has 27 with a game in hand, so they could pass us too. Chicago has 26 with a freaking game in hand, so they could tie us. And that puts us what into six right now if all those teams get wins. Angel City, who's coming into town, has 25 points with two freaking games in hand. So... They could pass us too. So we definitely need to show up against Angel City and, and just make sure that we can hold our hold into our playoff run in, in our our history that we're trying to make this year. It's uh like I said, only six make the playoffs and there's eight teams fighting and they're not very far apart right now. 
we got Angel City who has 25 with two games in hand. So we definitely need to get those full three points at home. And uh, Salmon hasn't been on the board recently, so we need to get her, her back on the board. And maybe Maria Sanchez can get us a corner kick that sneaks in or something like that. But, yeah, it's going to be uh, – need everybody to go out to that one too. And that's on 9-11, like you said. So everybody see you there. I'll be there. I'd love to see you there. And it will just, also be a bobblehead giveaway day. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's right. And it's a Maria Sanchez bobblehead day. I forget uh, who uh, – somebody saw – someone said something to remind us. Like, yeah. So Maria Sanchez bobblehead. Good, good catch on, Mark. Do you Anything you want to add on, on the dash? I mean, it, it will be my first dash game of the year. But um, they've done some really good acquisitions this past month. They picked up some high-quality players, from what I've heard, these girls that they brought in are. Uh, they brought they, in what? They, uh, is a French uh, national team player? Galvin. Yeah. Galvin. Right. Valerie Galvin. Yep. And it, last yep. year's Blake Defender Cove. of the Year, was it? Mm-hmm. Didasco. That's, you know... Yeah. Being up there already in the top positions and then bringing in quality, you know, quality players for the spots that you need, like, I mean, that should only make them better. We also, not just those two player signings, but we also announced our G and role manager. So mm-hmm. not only is Jessica O'Neill the president, but now we have Alex Singer as our general manager. And, you know, so now Pablo actually has that Pablo. Is that, yeah, Pablo. What's his name? Pablo, I think it is. Yeah, Pablo has his, his staff in front of him to where they can continue to, to pull these magic tricks out the hat. Because, man, they, all the signings they've done all year, it looks very promising because that's still under the Ted Siegel umbrella. So Dynamo fans are hoping that they just follow suit and with the Dash have been pulling off, man. The Dash have just been fun. Just fun. Excellent. So, Mark, let me ask you a question, man. Do you follow any – I know you follow Dortmund because you hinted at it earlier in the episode, but do you follow any Premier League teams? Uh, yes. So, um, I'll be brutally honest about this. I've never been a diehard any team in the Premier League. Good. That's so good. yeah, so I'll be honest about that. I'm, I will, I am what you will. I mean, technically, you could consider me a plastic fan, but I wouldn't say mainly plastic. I follow teams in the Premier League when they get or buy players from Dortmund. So this year, I am a big Man City fan because Halan's like one of my favorite players of all time. Uh, honestly, I'll freaking killing it. Yeah, so I'm I'm like honestly like I'm legit a diehard Dortmund fan. I've been a Dortmund fan since I was little. I'm talking about since before they were even relevant. Um, when I was young, I used to have I don't know if you guys remember, but Gold TV. Yes, which is now Bane, pretty much. Yes, uh, I used to watch soccer on there all day. It didn't matter who was playing, whatever. A big thing that they were showing on Gold TV was, you know, Bundesliga. And um, so I would just start randomly watching games there. And then 
one day Dortmund game came on and I saw that they had Hispanic players at the time. And I just started rooting for them. They became my favorite team. And from that point on, you know, when Klopp left Dortmund for Liverpool, I became a Liverpool fan, you know. Uh, when Man City signed Gundogan, I became a, a Man City fan. So wherever they go, you know, I'm just a big supporter of technically, I wouldn't say mainly the team. I'll say maybe the players. But for sure, this year, I'm I'm probably the biggest Man City fan just because of Halan, man. I want him to go out there. And a lot of people say he wasn't going to be able to score how he was going to score in the Bundesliga. But so far, he's been showing that out, man. But to tell you the honest truth, I'm not a big, big fan of any team in the Premier League. But, you know, because I know some of you guys, you know, on their group chats, you know, diehard, you know, Tottenham fans. I think a lot of guys are Tottenham, Tottenham fans. It is very surprising to me how many. Yeah, honestly, that, that surprised yeah. me too. I didn't know there was yeah. a lot of Tottenham, like Tottenham me, fans out here. Me, me either, man. <laughs> There's a lot of them, and apparently they go to bars and stuff. Like they have certain bars they go to and stuff like that. That's that's new to me, to be honest. So most uh, Premier League clubs uh, in Houston. They have uh, chapters, right? So, like, I'm sure there's a Manchester City. There is. It's called the Manchester City Blues or, or the Space City Blues. I think that's what the yeah. official. Space City Blues. Yeah. Um, and what they do is they meet at a at a set uh, bar, and that's where they all hang out to watch the games together. So, I'm an Arsenal fan, so the H-Town Gooners do the same thing. I'm sure Manchester United does the same. Chelsea does the same. So it's just finding the group, um, and they all get together and, and watch the games. And that's but, cool, yeah. you know. That's that's mm-hmm. that's that's a great thing to have, you know. When you're, whether you're from there or whether you just became a fan somehow, like to have a unity with guys to show up somewhere and watch the games, you know, week in week out. I mean, that's it's a perk, man. That's something football does. It's a connection it creates. And, Sometimes you meet people just doing that, and it's, it's a fun thing to do. Plus, Premier League, you know, it's probably the best league out there when it comes to competition, man. That's one thing. I watch so many Premier League games throughout the day on the weekends. It's it's fun, man. On all these signings they did this year, every team, like, stacked up on players. It's crazy. I so, love that, it. so that brings me to, since you're, you're Dortmund heavy, uh, what chances do you give them in group stage of Champions League? Because obviously you have Manchester City, which we could we could dinkly ended up together. Yeah, man, that's it's gonna be a hard one for us. It's a good group. The Dortmund for some reason every every year has a hard group. It's something they put us in, but we're not the best this year. You know, we lost our you know, most dangerous player, but we still have our core group and stuff. But, and then the guy we signed, you know, sadly caught cancer, testicular cancer, I believe. But right now, you know, we signed another um, forward who's been doing decently, but, you know, he's not the same type of guy we wanted up front. But, you know, we're, we're, we're what you call, you know, young stars. A bunch of our players are younger guys, like Jude Bellingham, man. That dude is... I would honestly say he's our best player. Day in day. I mean, week in, week out, man. That dude is freaking amazing. He's an English, he's a British guy, you know, and this is a guy who I honestly thought we were going to lose this year as well, but he opted to stay another year. Who knows? Maybe in the, maybe in the, maybe in January, he ends up leaving if there's offered money for him, but 
you know, I've already grown to know that us Dortmund as a team, you know, we create players for somebody else to enjoy them. That's been and known. The only guy who's ever stayed in with us, which is my favorite player of all time, is Royce. You know, that guy is the only one who's bled the colors and seems like he's going to die bleeding these colors because there's offers for him, too, for a good time. But he just ended up wanting to stay. He didn't want to leave. But, you know, for us, I think our best days are not close ahead of us. You know, I think they were mainly when we had Lewandowski, Gotze, and Royce. I think those were our best days, our biggest chance of winning the Champions League. But um, always a bright future because, you know, we're going to make money. That's pretty much what it's known for us. We're, we're money makers. We buy cheap and sell high. And we make other teams better, pretty much. You look at all these Prem teams, man. A lot of these players came from Dortmund. A lot. Well, we we thank you for ours. <laughs> They've been huge, man. Everybody, all the all the doubters have nothing to say now. Ten goals, ten freaking goals, man. I'm excited already. about that. That dude, you you could tell from day one he got to Dortmund, man. He scored what I think uh, two goals in his first. Two games for Dortmund, man. It, it was both Champions League and then a league game. Something special about this dude. You know, he's big. He's agile. He's fast. He His knows how to read too, the ball. Yeah, the dude's a bruiser. Yeah. He's, he's everything. You just got to get him the ball. And, you know, that's that's the thing about City is they're, they're going to have a million or, you know, I, I say a million passes and most of them are going to be in your defending half and, but he's going to get his opportunities, and obviously he's doing it right now with 10 friggin' goals, man. It's 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 crazy that his performance so far. <laughs> he's, he's already going off. Yeah, if it was Prem, I was hoping it was City because he needs a feeder, you know. He, he needs an amazing guy who could feed, and who and who who better than Kevin De Bruyne, dude? Like, I think right now Kevin De Bruyne's at his peak. Like, he's legit the best he's ever been going into World Cup. Man. It's crazy. Yes, dude. He's, he's Kevin De Bruyne is the the king and the captain is what I call him. He always you just you just watch him with the ball. And, you know, it's amazing what he does. And then other players end up trying to do the same thing later. It's, you know, that's what makes City so good. They, they're able to work off of each other. They know each other and they understand each other. And Holland's fitting right in. And you know, even though City tied this last weekend one to one, it was uh, somehow Austin Villa just played a great defensive game and. City didn't look look that good in touching the team, but uh, you know, Champions League starts this this friggin' Wednesday, I think it yeah, is Wednesday, for us. Yeah, I believe it starts. Yeah, so we got Sevilla, Sevilla, however you want to say it. But that starts it off, and then you know, we'll we'll be coming for Dortmund. And you can see their Holland's going to go off. Y'all are going to have to you know have to play pretty strong. <laughs> but that's just funny how we ended up with each other. Champions League. Like, I think it's rigged. I think this Champions League is rigged, man. They have they have Bayern and Barca, so you got that Lewa game, and then you got City and Holland. Like these games are rigged. It has to be sometimes. Like there's no on, way it, both these players have their homecoming already. Like it's crazy. Dude, for real. Like, but whatever. But you know, now City moves on. They, like I said, they got the Champions League midweek, and then we got the big, huge Tottenham game on the weekend. And, that's going to be a bruiser right there. And Tottenham's looking good. And 
City's already had two ties this season, so uh, we need to keep moving forward and see if we can just, you know, just just keep fighting because I know we're, we're going to be in the top three for the remainder of the year. Just take our title like we deserve. <laughs> what do you have to say about that? Herman's Arsenal, so he's okay right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, Arsenal, I, I'm not going to lie, Arsenal has a really good team. Yeah, it's um, it's when we uh, it's when we play these Manchester's, these Spurs, um, that that we'll see what what we have. I know this weekend, Man United uh, defeated us at Old Trafford three to one, but truthfully, it I don't know how to explain it, um, because as fans we care about the result, right? And Arsenal fans. They're very toxic. I mean, I hate to say it like that, but that's just the reality. They overreact to everything. And if you look at the game, like in my opinion, we dominated the game. We were the ones trying to to score. We were we were the ones dictating the play, right? It's just, dude, they got us on great counters, dude. And like Bruno Fernandez putting a great through ball. For one of the goals, it's just like they they're 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 through balls to get on on our because we our our last and and OG knows because it's basically a similar style to Manchester City, you know. Your last defender is basically at mid midfield, you know, half halfway of the field. And if they do a perfect through ball, like it can break that line, you know. <laughs> And that's what they did twice, and they, they took advantage of the opportunity. And then also us, we weren't clinical on our on our opportunities up front. So we had 16 shots compared to their 10, um, but we only had three on target. So we need to do way better up front um, and take advantage of those opportunities. But um, I think Arteta has this team focused. I hope that this result doesn't blow the morale or the confidence. Um, we need to keep winning the games that are winnable. And then when we play these teams at the top of the table in October, um, it's when we find out, okay, what, what kind of arsenal are we, are we messing with? Because the first, we play Spurs. The ninth, we play Liverpool. And then the 19th, we play Manchester City in October. So October is going to be... It's going to be judgment day for Arsenal. In September, we have Everton, Brentford in the Premier League. So those those are must win to stay where we are at top of the league, right? Because a lot of people see us at top of the league, but they don't, they're not scared. They're like, oh, okay, they'll fall off eventually, you know? So we got to keep doing our job. And then when we play those big games, prove that we that we do deserve to be there. And right now, you're, you're still technically in first place. You have 15 points. City with 14. Tottenham with 14. Brighton with 13. Coming out of nowhere right there. And For Man you number five with 12 points. Chelsea with 10. Liverpool with nine right there. But yeah, Brighton, what the heck? They're 4 1 and 1, man. <laughs> Yay. And that's our, that's our sleeper this year. Since it's not going to be Leeds. That's what I love about the Premier League, man. Any team can compete with any team. I mean, they, if you want to be in the Premier League, you're going to have to improve your roster. You're going to have to have competitive players. Right? You just need to, to find that chemistry and put it together, and you, you can make a run. Maybe not a dynasty run, but you can make a run. Look at what Leicester City did 
a few years ago. Now it's been like six, I think. But you know, they yeah. made their title, and now they're sitting at the bottom of the premier, but they got their title in hand. So they got something to say. Man, yeah, that's true. And honestly, I think that's somewhat what MLS is becoming into, too. You know, it, you have lower teams competing with top teams. It's not really blowouts, you know, week in, week out. And I think that's good for the league as well. Absolutely. And, I, yeah, hopefully MLS will keep growing because it, it is growing just quietly. Uh, players are coming over, and I hope it continues to keep coming over. Maybe we'll be one of those teams that brings somebody over during the off season, who knows? But you know, we'll see. But Arsenal is not in Champions League, right? They were short out, or y'all in Europa? We're in Europa League. We play this this yeah. week as well, uh, Surge. Uh, which to me, I like because um, it rest players. Um, and I mean, not that you want to disregard this group stage, but focus on the Premier League as well. And um, just uh, give the players who don't play a chance to play, you know? Right. We'll see. It'll be interesting. But I think that's our our over the seas. Let's take it back home then. Let's do it. Let's just bring it back. Let's bring it back home and talk about our faithful. Huh? The... Our blood is orange, right? <laughs> that's, what, <laughs> that's what brought us together, right? <laughs> abs, abs, absolutely, man. Absolutely. So you know, we, we got we got two two games yeah. to talk about this time, though. Go ahead. Yeah, we've had a, a busy a busy week this week with the with the Houston Dynamo. So let's start off with the good news. Then um, we uh, we played this midweek uh, Wednesday night. Uh, at PNC Stadium, and we played the first place in the West. LAFC came to town with all its stars, man. So tell us how that went, OSG. Dude, that was uh, one for me. I, I was not able to go. Uh, we did the giveaway for the, the tickets, but I did, of course, watch it on TV, and I was I was there, and uh, I was I was just as excited as, as if I was in the stadium because – when the when the game come on, you could hear the you could hear the supporter section. You could hear the instruments. You could hear the you could hear and feel the atmosphere through the TV. And it just uh, and it this time the players actually played off of that atmosphere and the environment. And, you know they it was just friggin' awesome to see what they can do when they want to do it. They did. They were making mistakes during the game, but they weren't mistakes that ended up being costly. L.A. was L.A. They Still trying to pound that door, and Steve Clark was making saves up, just just saves out his ass. Steve Parker making another goal line save, his second one of the year. And, uh, we just kept gritty, kept kept fine. We didn't park the bus, which was the good thing. They we did try to to counter back on LA, so it wasn't just you know sit here and take it up the friggin' rear end the entire game. And then it worked out. It worked out. Got a penalty out of the first one, and then. Of course, everybody loves Dorsey in the second half with what he did right there. But uh, I, I'm curious, man. That atmosphere was just freaking insane. I'm, I'm sure it was just a blast to be at and enjoy, even through the TV. Hey, Mark, were you there? Mark, were you there at the game, bro? Uh, yeah, I was. 
Tell us, tell us about the atmosphere, man. It was insane, to be honest. We, well, it was me and one of my buddies, but it was loud and it was very, it was one of those games where you didn't want to keep, you didn't want to blink, you know. There was so much happening, whether it was, you know, us defending towards the end or from the beginning, actually, we were actually, you know, keep getting forward a lot. You know, we had, uh, I'm not too sure about the stats, I haven't seen them, but we had plenty of shots on target. Not too many, but we definitely had shots, you know, and. Um, we had 10 shots, three on target. Yeah, so, like we, you know, 10 shots for us throughout a game, I don't think has been that common. But, um, you know, I love how our def- defenders were getting up, you know, they were getting up and going, it, especially Dorsey, man. Dorsey had an amazing game. It was crazy. Whether it was defensive or offensively, you know, he was doing both ends of the field. You know, he was playing like a natural right back. Um, probably the first first game where I'll say, like, yeah, that's who I want starting at right back position because, you know, he's been iffy. But um, atmosphere-wise, dude, like, it was – I don't know if it ended up being sold out, but it was definitely close to being sold out. And, you know, the, the fans made it fail. I was – I actually had some LAFC fans right behind me, and they were some loud, crazy-talking dudes. But at the end of the game, man, they were the most silent people. Man, I loved it. I loved how our team was able to shut up the opposing fans because, you know, we were defending amazing, whether it was our defense. With Parker, you know, Parker had a great, crazy game. Coco had a crazy game. You know, these guys made ended up making team of the week. And then Clark, you know, Clark probably had his best game in our jersey, you know. It was just insane, you know. It's, it left me with, you know, with that feeling of, yeah, like, you know, this is something that I can get used to. I can get used to us competing like that. And my friend, you know, he's a guy who doesn't go to much games, but he was like, damn, like, they played a hell of a game. And he's and he also got stunned of how many people showed up, how many, you know, our, our seats were almost like, filled up. And it just shows, you know, that uh, the caliber of the team we can be, uh, you know, if our fans show up, you know, every game, you know, definitely there's people out here who will be fans if we end up, if we start winning. Because it's a soccer city, you know, it's, that's for sure, whether you're a Diamond fan or not, there's soccer fans out here. And I just think we're a few wins away from people becoming diehard Dynamo fans, because why wouldn't you support the home team, right? They'll find their way. They'll find their way soon, however it may be. Just let it be known that once you become orange, you're not going nowhere. So <laughs> choose wisely. Yeah, that's true. But, <laughs> well, we welcome it, man. Bring the fans. Keep coming to the game. And then we'll get a – it'll be a testament on Saturday when we play SKC at home to see how many fans show up. Because that was a Wednesday night. Of course, it was LAFC. I think they were about 800 short of a sellout, but let's see how many we can get to Saturday's game, even though it's SKC. We're, we're fighting to not win the Wooden Spoon Award. <laughs> and Dino, you know, old good. school Dynamo fans know that this is an old foe. You know, SKC is, we have history with these guys. Right. That's our true, true rival. It is. Then the learning for me, or hopefully the front office paid attention, it wasn't a 713 night and it was a week night, and still the stadium was full, you know. But 
you you can chime in, Mark. Like to me, it was a like a bunch of people that went to see Garrett Bell and Kellini basically. Yeah, you know, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. You know, a lot of these guys, a lot of these people showed up to watch opposing team players. You know, that's for sure. But you know, that's a game where Dynamo won. You know, you probably won yourself a final. Like, oh damn, we're good. We might be good. We might be good or stuff like that. You know, these are games where. For sure, they show up for other reasons than our team, but they can end up staying because of our team, you know? And it was good that we won this game because, you know, it was a fun game to be at. So this is for other people, you know, who don't normally come, they might be like next weekend or the week after, but they all dynamo playing time. We should go watch it. It was fun last time. It's a way for our front office to keep people in the seats, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I hope they paid attention. Like, stars bring people to the seats at the end of the day. You know, the guy that was next to me, I mean, the, the atmosphere was amazing. And uh, he, we were near that section where they ask you to sign up for season tickets. That dude went at halftime and signed up for next year's season tickets just because he loved the environment. Now, I hope he keeps coming uh, when it's not that lit, and hopefully it's more lit than not, but that environment is um uh it is um attractive it is uh and uh it can make anybody fall in love with the game you know and and i hope we see more nights like that at at pnc um but before we move on i want to introduce to another member of the somo 713 network um i'll let you know i'll let him speak on what he does for us here but I just want to introduce, and some of y'all may know him because y'all see him in the supporter group, um, and he has his own blog. But I just want to introduce Houston's X Factor, Don Marlon. How's it going, man? What's up, Marlon? Hey, what's going on, guys? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Loud and clear. Hey, how's it going? Uh, just uh, made it in time. Uh, just uh, another fan uh, with concerns and with hopes that uh, the Dynamo – the dash, uh, make it to the promised land in the near future. Uh, so far this year has been a roller coaster for the Dynamo. We we started with high hopes, uh, but uh, as you guys seen, uh, the team went downhill. But uh, the we were talking in space last night, and the hope is that whatever we do in the next few games uh, can give us an idea of what we expect next season, what we can expect from the team that should compete and should be in the playoff hunt next year. What is this space that you talk of? Some some of our listeners may not know what you're talking about. Why don't you go ahead and tell us what it what what this space is and what what you do and what it uh, what you're a part of, what what its meaning is. Yeah, so uh me and the Pupas, uh, we have this Dynamo space that we uh, we do right after, usually right after, uh, either on a Sunday after the game, the next day after the game, or when we're on the road, uh, we we do it right after the game. Uh, like last night, we did uh, uh, after Seattle the Seattle game uh, around ten thirty. It was a little late, but we still had a lot of a lot of fans uh, that jumped in and. Uh, gave their input. So basically, what we're doing is following up to the two creators, uh, you guys, OSG and Herman, who started the space. 
<clears throat> with the idea that fans want to know, want to give their input on how they feel about the team, especially right after uh, a game. And so far, it's, it's been a success because we let the fans give their take and just, you know, the input on, on, on how they feel uh, where the team is and where they want the team to go. And it's basically a space for everybody who, you know, lives the game and, and the passion for the Dynamo. And, and in, we here and there we talk about other teams, uh, uh, not in depth, but just just enough that we know what's going on in the league. And so far, like I said, it's, it's working out. Sounds like y'all been doing a great job. And whenever I do get to listen on and hop on the stations, we're technically not doing it no more. Y'all have been doing a great job and getting a lot of participation. And as that can be found, like you said, the, the home games, they're the day after at a certain time. And then away games, they do them typically right after the game ends. And that can be found at SOMO713. So on Twitter, just look for the space. If you're following Marlowe or or, or SOMOS, you'll see it, of course, when the space pops up. But man, y'all are doing a great job. Y'all keep it up, and hopefully it'll grow and get the Dynamo to host the space for y'all one day. Yeah, like I said so far, uh, following your, your footsteps that you guys, uh, you are the creators of this uh, idea. And as far as, uh, yeah, for us, it's worked out in the sense that we, we, Sadly, we get a lot of a lot of input based on how the team has performed the last the last probably half of the season, which is not how we thought it would go. But uh, fans have the passion and 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 they want to let us know that you know that a lot of times they're not happy about the performance of the team. But we also talk about the positive uh, things that we are doing, like you know, lately, like for example, last night. We got to see Brooklyn Reigns uh, make his debut as a professional Dynamo uh, player at 17, which is, he's not the youngest, but uh, I believe Castilla is, uh, was the youngest. Uh, but um, we we got to see a little bit of what we expect in the near future as far as uh, bringing some of the players from the Dino Dose to come in and get their feet wet and just... Uh, get an idea what the MLS uh, has to offer and how they can help the team. And uh, we, we, you know, we, we want these guys to come in and, and, and showcase their, their style, their, their, their youth, because for a team to succeed, I believe it has to be a combination of uh, professional players with, with a experience uh, in, in soccer and maybe in a, in a professional league like Ache Ache has done coming from Spain uh, with his leadership. And, but we also want the young guys to imitate or follow their footsteps and make us a team that is not uh, based just in one style of play, but uh, a team that can adapt to how the league is playing. And so far, I believe we're on the road to, to doing just that. I agree, Marlon. I agree, man. I, I hope you know it was it was fun seeing Brooklyn Reigns get some some uh, some playing time out there, even though he didn't make much of a 
much of a statement. He got subbed out pretty quick. I think he got 30 minutes of playing time total. So good for him. And I hope, you know, whatever, however he got to play, I hope he's, he's allowed to play a little bit more and get some more time this season or, you know, kind of at least get him back to dose and get him back in that starting lineup as they make this playoff run. And But it was good to see him out there, man. Just – and especially against Seattle, that's a that's a tough boat to make your MLSA debut in Seattle against Seattle. Yeah, that's crazy. What do you make of that early sub off OSG? Well, it was I, I so I had to watch the damn thing on my phone because I had the VPN at this time, so I wasn't able to see it that well, and uh, so I, I couldn't tell what Memo did to get hurt to, to even have to come off. I think it was Memo, wasn't it? It came off. It was. It was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So I don't know what the dang injury was. So you know, uh, and I, th- I thought that might have been a little too early to put Reigns in, but he was kind of forced. So you know, it looked like it was a plan that Reigns was going to go in for a midfielder that game, or and just had to stick with his plan. It's like I don't care what's going on in the game. Reigns go in. So before Marlon uh, hopped in, we were kind of wrapping up LAFC. Um, Mark touched on it that um, Paulo got team of the week uh, recognition. And we had uh, Dorsey, who played the game of his life, make the team of the week. And then, correct me if I'm wrong. uh, Okay, he did not make the week. He didn't? Yeah, yeah, Dorsey didn't make it. It was Parker and Coco. Parker, okay. I remember it was Parker, and I couldn't remember the other one. Yeah. Yeah, Coco and Clark. How Dorsey didn't make it is blasphemous, dude. But um, yeah. um, Coco is another guy that stood out in that game. And and I said it in the space, and to me, he seemed like he was basically the only one in the midfield at times, you know, um, basically connecting both attack and defense. So, yeah, glad to see he got some recognition. And also, but Parker – and we touched on it as well. He's been playing really well the last couple of weeks. Um, made a goal line clearance, you know. Um, great, great game. Sadly, um, last night against Seattle, he got a little banged up. So we're awaiting to see how serious that injury is. Um, the guy next to him also had a fantastic game Wednesday. All right, OG, how do you pronounce his name? Because apparently I've been doing it wrong. <laughs> it's not Barthlow. It's- okay. Bartlow, 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 Bartlow. Yeah, Bartlow. Saying this, saying it the same way this whole time. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I've heard it a few times, and I've never, I've never corrected Hamad, but then somebody else who's correcting, I guess Pupas was calling him Brooklyn Lanes. I don't know how he's getting Lanes. I've seen that last night. Yes, I was like, well, you know, Hamad calls Bartlow Bartlow. But I, I've never corrected you. I just let you say it. Let's let you roll with it. Yeah. All this time I've been uh, spelling it without a T, Barlow. And then I realized last night on on the uh, chat there that somebody said, you know, he has a T in the name. And I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> Barlow. So I was doing Barlow instead of Bartlow. Yeah. So you're right. That's, that's how we should. <laughs> I'll just play it off that y'all were saying it right. It's your accents that make it not sound right. Y'all were saying it right the whole time. <laughs> there you go um so yeah no awesome awesome game wednesday um everybody was hyped the stadium was hyped go ahead yeah go ahead 
No, you you went back to Wednesday. I was going to talk about Seattle, but go ahead. That, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, I, I was going to transition. Yeah. Um, so everybody was hyped. Um, we beat the number one team in the West. And then was it a fluke? Was it for real? We had a good test last night. Tell us, we went into Seattle. Uh, tell us what happened, OSG. Got our butts kicked. You know, so I, I'll be more elaborate, but it, it just – we didn't play. We didn't play with the same tenacity that we played against LA. Seattle was just pounding us, pounding us, pounding us, and just kept they kept possession and just working our guys. And our guys just kept clearing the ball out, and there was nobody there to win it, and there was no help. To, so it's you know we were lucky to get five shots off that game. I guess it was just a just another frustrating game. And glad that we were able to get that goal with stairs deflecting. Because it did not look like it was going in from the Coco shot, so I'm, I'm glad he redeflected and got the goal. At least put us up for one nothing again for like the tenth time this season. Uh, but you know it is Seattle in Seattle, so kind of what we expected is exactly what happened. Seattle was going to pound us, and they were going to win the game. We were all expecting a two to one score, but not in the not in the form it came in, where we're winning again, and we give up a goal, and we give up another goal, and. Man, when we gave up, when we blocked the PK, I thought, well, all right, well maybe we're going to stop at one-to-one or we're going to come back and get us a goal now. That, that could turn the tide. But nope, 60 seconds later, they put their winning goal in and whatever, Seattle deserved their win. And, yeah, it was just a, you know, me having to watch it on my damn phone too made it worse. So I don't – my perspective sucks. <laughs> to me – and I'll give my opinion real quick, and then I'll let both Mark and Marlon chime in. Um, to me, it's basically like this game, LAFC game, and Arsenal game were the same, basically. You know, uh, to me, I always remember Wednesday night being attacked. You know, being corralled in my own box. You know, um, thankfully, uh, when we did get the ball and, and had the courage to attack, you know, Dorsey shot that shot was a PK. Earlier in the game, he had an opportunity where he kind of chipped the goalie, um, where Chiellini had a misunderstanding with the other center back, and they got it cleared off the line, sadly. And then that majestic run, Messi is like, and just finessed it top left corner, right? Um, Same thing in Seattle. It was more like, hey, we we weren't um, attacking, uh, like creating... Uh, very scary scoring opportunities but we were attacking and we were in the box and it the goal came off a cleared a clearance off a corner you know I agree with you Coco's shot was going wide but thankfully Stettis uh like was got in the way to redirect it and, and it went into the net and then at the end of the first half Seattle started taking control of the game and they started attacking I was like thank god we made it to halftime one nil Let's make some adjustments at halftime because we need them. Like, you can tell Seattle was taking over. The entire second half was that, dude. Their fullbacks, uh, Roldan and I forget number five, his name, the left back, they just literally pushed forward the entire second half. And it was actually the left back that uh, got the goal for them. Sadly, I'm not blaming Hadibi for this. I, I know he tried his best to clear it. Unfortunately, it landed uh, – to, to an, a Seattle uh, attacker, you know, um, 
and and he was able to score the goal because they were just in our box, in our box, in our box. The penalty to me that OSU referred to, it was 1-1. Seattle get a PK. To me, the contact, the foul occurred outside the box, and it shouldn't have been a penalty. And the ball don't lie. Uh, Like OSG mentioned, Clark made a fantastic save, man, and kept us in it. But sadly, you know, um, Seattle kept pushing. And I don't think we necessarily parked the bus. It's just that they were they imposed their will on us um, simply like that. And and sadly, um, we we got the, the second one scored on us. But um, it, it was tough, man, because um, the only bright spots are, hey, we saw more Nelson Quinones. We saw Brooklyn Reigns come in the game. Um, Hopefully, we see more of him. Um, and Seattle was fighting for a playoff spot, you know, so you know they were going to throw everything at you. And um, it was, it was, I was like, I hope we hold it out. But, you know, I don't want to say you knew it was coming, but you could feel it the way they were like uh, squeezing us, you know, like putting us in our own half, you know. But uh, to me, the games were very similar. Uh, Wednesday and Thursday and, and and last nights. It's just that Wednesday we took advantage of the of the chances that we had on the on the counter, and I and and in part is because I feel like the crowd pushed the Dynamo forward. Here they were by themselves, you know, they only had each other, and that Seattle crowd last night was also very loud and and pushing their team forward to to win the game. Yeah, Seattle's fan base, man, they're. They're insane. They're they're loud. You you definitely they're definitely you know like a twelfth man out there. And uh, speaking about Seattle, you know like their points do not reflect how good that team is. You know if it wasn't for UCL, I really think they'll be top of the table, or up there at least. Um, they're stacked. You know they're a team who's been pretty much created years back. You know it's players who've been there for a long time, man. They're that good, and I and, and like you said, I do think the Wednesday game and this game, you know, was very similar for us. And there was a lot of factors that ended up, you know, making it just a different scoreline. But you know, we played a lot of young guys this game too, which is technically that's one of the things as a Dynamo fan that now we have to look into getting our you know our wins mentally through other stuff other than just the score, you know, because point wise, you know, we're really not gonna do much. You know, we're probably just going to play out our games, and that's about it. You know, we – I don't know if mathematically we're already out of playoffs, but it seems like it, you know. So seeing these young guys play, you know, it's something to look forward to for next year because that's mainly what we can do. But a lot of, you know, little small mistakes cost us that game, and they were all over us, you know, for a long – for majority of the game. So it's going to take, you know, like another stunner for us to win that. But Clark, you know, Clark had another decent game, you know, stopping that penalty and stuff like that. But, again, you know, Nagamura did a lot of changes, and they weren't that bad, to be honest. Honestly, I don't think it was poorly managed game or nothing like that. It was just the how good Seattle is and how much they overtook us that whole game. So, looking at the standings, though, we're technically still not eliminated playoffs uh, six games left and we're 13 points out so we're close <laughs> we're a lot of wins and a lot of losses from that happening you know it's 
small chance. You never know. It's, it's football. You know, it could happen. But, I mean, I wish it happens. <laughs> so, let me yeah. give my, inta- oh, sorry, my take on, on the game real quick. So, I don't know if you guys watched the uh, tour, Tour de France. Uh, every once in a while, there's this guy that takes off away from the peloton. And he's like probably like two miles ahead of the the big group. And you're thinking, man, that guy, the guy has a chance. He still got, I don't know, 20 kilometers. And <clears throat> maybe within 30 minutes, he looks back and the group is right on his tail. And and, 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 he, and you look at his face and he's like, I gave it all. It wasn't enough. The, the comparison that I can make to the Dynamo using that analogy is that we we don't have a problem scoring throughout the season scoring early in the game we go one up but man like her mom was saying we go into half halftime break and we're thinking man we got one zero lead we can make it if we can tweak some things here and there on defense maybe hold the ball a little more in the middle but guess what seattle was coming and they kept coming and after the first goal it was just a matter of time before they scored the second. Sadly, it's something that we are accustomed to as fans, and we, because we do we do realize we don't have the team to get us back in the game a lot of times, most of the time. And we're away. Seattle. One thing about Seattle, man, that we we don't give him enough credit for is it's a culture. They built a culture for a winning team tradition. Uh, Santel was talking about. The fans, the, the the twelve men, they they live to that reputation and and they make it happen, man. And and yeah, they're they, this year they won the Concacaf Champions for the first time for an MLS team. And in some ways, maybe they said, you know, we're gonna slow down a little bit because you know we we need rest. Our players gave it all to win the cup, but at the end of the day, it's a mentality, man. It's like. You look at every position they have, and you know that these players have done it before. Montero came in, and he basically changed. They were attacking, but he said, hey, guys, give me the ball. We're going to make it happen right now. And and he did. And this is a guy that has experience. He played with Seattle for how many years? Then he left. He, then he came back. But the mentality doesn't change. And I think that's what we should aim at, is building that culture of winning and being able to adapt to what the other team is bringing to us. And until we get there, man, it's only going to be a matter of using uh, adrenaline and willpower. But at the end of the day, that usually is not enough to to win most games. So, yeah, man, I, I think that uh, the Dynamo, what we want to see from them is compete. And, and they did last night, honestly. In, in general, they – they gave it their all, and and sadly, Parker got hurt, and that kind of took the air out of the defense. And the the timing of uh, Hadivi coming in uh, wasn't the right time because he had been injured. He's, he, you can tell he's not in shape. One thing I like about Hadivi is that he brings the X factor when it comes to going up. You know, I believe he scored that goal. I can't at home. I can't think of the team, but the only goal that at the last minute, and or maybe you know. 92nd minute or something. Um, he's that kind of player. Yeah, there you go. He's that kind of player that that can give you that as a defender. 
But the problem is that he plays too erratic sometimes on defense, and he makes some critical mistakes. Like last night, that header, uh, it it went. The ball went. They're, they're out of place. He and uh, uh, Dorsey, I believe, uh, nobody could get to the ball, and that was an easy. That's a that's more of a mistake that uh, being out of place and just not not being in sync as a as a defender. But I'm not I'm not. I'm not trying to say that that's why we lost, but it's those little critical mistakes that, you know, get us in a hole and we can't get out of it. I don't know what OSG is going to follow up with, but I do want to take this opportunity since we have this platform to say something that's off my chest. I am Nagamura out, but that being said, the man is not going anywhere. He's going to be here next year. So let's support this man. You know, <laughs> there's a lot of uh, upset Dynamo supporters, you know, blasting, you know, to to fire him. But it's clear from the front office and everyone on the team that he's not going anywhere. So let's let's support this staff going, going forward. You still have those other ones. though, like, oh, it's not going to get any better. We're just going to stick with him. There's, there's no coaching. There's no tactics. Blah, 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 blah. I was like, oh, you know, I, I, I even threw the question out there at, at this one place. It's like, supporter, can you give me the definition? Question mark. It's like, because there's just so much friggin' negativity sometimes. But you know. And, and, and but, what they might be saying might be true, but we won't know till next year, right? Next year is when we can, we can judge uh, now having been under a, another complete full season, we can judge more with more data, you know? So we'll see. But our job is, you know, uh, we might not we might be supporters, but we also might have opinions. But l let's support this staff. It's clear. It's clear as, as day that he's not going anywhere. So what, what what use? There's no use in like dividing the fan base or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Just let it be. There's nothing that we can do to replace the man. And unless you get one of your special guys that everybody wants or whatever to pop up. But. Yeah, he's he, he got a free pass this year, <laughs> yeah, so he's gonna be judged 100% even by me next season because that's gonna be his off season. He gets to bring in more players and he gets to do more, so he's gonna be judged big time. I'll be one of those to judge him. We'll, we'll see if his tactics improve or you know <laughs> just his coaching ability. We'll get to test him out pretty. Pretty quick, and it's and if he doesn't work out, it's not like we're gonna go back to the bottom of the barrel. We're still down at the bottom, but we'll be able to hopefully just find a, a more experienced coach that is willing to come in and take us over that final notch. Yeah, and he was given. If anything, you can get out of this season. <clears throat> excuse me, is that uh, he was given the two other pieces in HH and Sebas to build around for winning within the next uh, two, three years the most. So his job should be in the offseason to get the players he wants, that he believes that can help him uh, take the next step. Uh, get rid of the players that don't bring quality to the team, honestly. And you don't have to be an expert soccer fan to to realize that there are some players that don't fit in here. So it's going to be his job. And like you guys said, next year he's going to be judged as the coach that was given the team to take the next step and whether 
he takes that uh, challenge and makes it happen. It's up to him. Uh, so yeah, but he will be he'll be judged uh, more. Uh, what do you call it? Tougher next season than this season because let's be honest, he inherited a lot of players that shouldn't even be the, shouldn't even be in the first team uh, or the bench in some ways in some in some places. So because when you look at some of the teams in the league, and you I I, I find myself doing this analytical thing where I'm like, would uh, what's a memo for example? Would he be able to fit in a Seattle team? Probably not because he doesn't have the quality for for that type of team, but. But then you can go down the line and say maybe he will fit, I don't know, uh, a team at the bottom, like, I don't know, San Jose or something. And you're thinking maybe he would, but would he make the team better? That team better? Probably not. So at the end of the day, we, we got to be able to bring quality players that can make us take the next step, not just be in the middle of the – or just competing for a playoff spot. And that's what we expect is quality players to come into this offseason. There's so many players out of contract, and I expect a lot of them, most of them, to not be re-signed or, or opted, opted in or anything like that. So we should have a lot of room to bring in more of Nagamore's players, Pat Onstad's style. And so it's going to be really, really curious, interesting off season, where we got we get to go forward with. Any any other uh, subject you want to touch on the Dynamo OSG? I know we touched on the two games earlier this week. The popular question amongst fans. Uh, Mark touched on it earlier this episode. We play see uh, our old old school rivals, Sporting Kansas City, this Saturday. Hopefully, the fans come out and support the team. Uh, Seven thirty. Anything else you want to touch on the Dynamo or if Mark has any thoughts on the Dynamo as well? No, I mean, that's, that's, that's for me. That's, that's about all the takes. I'm, I'm curious as to what, as, as is Sam has popped into the room with us as well. I'm, I'm curious as to his take on the, on the game. And, you know, like, like as Herman said at Mark, you have any final thoughts on Dynamo, but you know, Herman, why don't you just go ahead and, get our third guest in yeah we got i'm sorry i missed it earlier i uh sam welcome welcome to dynalytics man we uh we are talking dynamo right now we we went over the the two games this this past week and just sharing our thoughts on on both games and what we've seen and uh but first of all before you even give us your takes uh tell tell the people about you who you are what you do for the somo 713 network man welcome Happy Labor Day. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah, so, so, yeah, I started back when it was first created. I, like, got called up and was asked to do a couple of tweets and marketing and sort of more stuff like that. And so now I get asked to write tweets and stuff like that. And so all the tweets that are tweeted out are usually drafted by me, all of that stuff. So right now, what I do primarily is I write for Area Sports Network for, and I cover the Vancouver Whitecaps. Uh, and so yeah. When when are we gonna get you back covering the Houston Dynamo? Yeah, you. I think because uh, we'll I thought see. you went to Columbus and then you moved to Vancouver. Well, covering. Yeah. So yeah. I started off at I think it was yeah Dynamo two, and then 
they offered me a spot with the uh, MLS coverage, like I would be able to access press conferences. And so I went to that, and then they had an opening for like an insider spot for Vancouver. So I went over there. But we'll see. Nice. Just keep, keep that door open to come home. <laughs> that's that's kind of cute, interesting job you got there. So how's how's it working out for you as, as far as the Vancouver side of it? Maybe we lost him. Damn. <laughs> no. Yeah, we'll just we'll just just keep on going. But you know, like you said, hopefully Sam will pop back in. But like like you said, you got we got a big big weekend coming up. Uh, SKC comes to to Houston, and that's a, that's a fight for the bottoms. Right now they're ahead of us, and we're back in 14th place. They're in 12th, so we could. We could pass them back up, hopefully, and get back out of the bottom. Uh, the Dash play their game on Sunday. That's going to be a huge game in their playoff run. And then Dose is at Colorado as they're trying. They clinched their playoffs now. Now they're just going to try to see if they could win the t- win the division in the last two games before they get to playoffs because they would they definitely would like to have a a home game, man. And, so big, big weekend coming up. So everybody, make sure you're able to go to Dash and Dynamo, and, and of course you're going to miss the, the dose game because you're going to be at the Dash game. But just go back and check the highlights out. Always, G, you're the most optimistic Dynamo fan that I know. What do you? And Marlon asked this last night in the space, and so did Pupas. What What are your hopes and aspirations for the rest of the season what would you be happy with competitive 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 can't does it look like we had a... does it look like what that's it does it look like we have a chance to to compete and win in all the in the remaining games, which is what five games left now: SKC, New England at LAFC, at Nashville, and home for LA for Decision Day. So uh, that's that's what I would look forward to. Is just can we be competitive? Uh, I'd like to see Mikael from Dina Dose get get some time up with the team. Uh, with Hector Herrera out, that should open the door for Palomino to see some time here at the end of the season. I don't know why we're not seeing him at all. Um, who else? So the matches, the matches. So England, New England, they're they're fighting like they're on the bubble to get a playoff spot. Sporting Kansas City, like us, are having a terrible year. So that's a winnable game Saturday night, right? LAFC, we know LAFC. Nashville is up there in fourth. Galaxy's on the bubble in the West, trying to push for a playoff spot. So. Yes, we have opportunities to be competitive. Are you um, placing emphasis on playing the youth, or you don't give, a, you don't care? Like slowly, slowly bringing them in. Let me let me rephrase it, because I know I'm I'm more of a uh, I'm more of a hardcore play them all. What the heck do we have to lose? But granted, I'm just a fan. I'm not a coach. I've never coached. So maybe there's a proper way to bring to ease these players in into the pros, right? So are you play, placing 
uh, emphasis on that or not really? No, I, I, yeah, definitely want to see some of the kids play. But at the same time right now, you can also look that the, the competition that the Donados are playing right now here at the end of the season with the playoffs coming is just going to be not quite the quality of MLS play, but it's going to be high quality to where you, you get to see a lot of their action right then and there. And, uh, you know, like he's been doing, he called up Reigns for one game. He called up Mikel for one game. He called up Palomino for a couple games. He's just not using him. Uh, I, I would like him to to use him without interrupting those. But, yeah, let's let's get him in there and get him some playing time. And like you said, what do we have to lose the rest of the season besides we don't want to finish in last. So, But that doesn't mean go show and change your whole roster and play play all the kids. Just mix it up, play the ones that are compatible, and let's go out there and still be competitive and, you know, get enough views out of them before you got to make a decision whether you're going to keep them or not. Would you rather see Palomino – in the playoff push for Dinodos or play with the first team Dynamo? Uh, and player specific, I Palomino, I would like to see play on Dynamo because I've seen enough of him on Dinodos and he's not, he does okay, but he doesn't stand out at all. His standout is when he's taking the free kicks and scoring goals that way. Otherwise, his name's not called much. You don't see much action out of him. He's he's a good player, but, yeah, so I would like to see him on Dynamo and get some playing time right there to see if he can play or is what we're seeing at Dynados just enough to say <clears throat> he doesn't need to be on Dynamo at all. But, you know, there's – but now's the time with Hector Herrera not playing around, not, not playing. So bring him up and let, let's, let's let him play against SKC. Maybe start him. I'm okay with that. Sam, are you are you were you able to figure it out? Yes, sir. All right. So, what was the question? Because it was lagging. Yeah. No, we were just talking about um, your opinions on the on the last two games, and then uh, what what do you want to see from the Dynamo? Uh, to end the season. So, my takeaway from the last two games is I was excited for how we played at LFC. I was, if we got a win, I'd, I, that was, I, I was, I'm pretty much fine for the rest of the season. The fact that we've shown we're able to compete against top teams when we're at our best. But my takeaway was, is, from both of these games is how different of a team we are depending which opponent we play. It's our tactic. It doesn't seem we have a tactic and it's, and I know tactics take time to develop, but you don't see, I don't, I can't see where this Naga ball is supposedly gone. It'll, it'll, the Naga ball will, will come together and, He'll show a little more emphasis on his coaching ability, and we'll see it during the during the off season, preseason games, and then to start the season. Hopefully, these new players will fit in, and hopefully, we get some new players. I think we lost. I think we lost him again. So. Can me now? Oh, okay, yeah. I think the main thing that was one of the better things is we see. 
since Pan said it's come in, we've emphasized developing our youth, and we saw Brooklyn Reigns come in. We saw players like that making his debut. It may not have been the best game for him to make his debut, but it's a start for our youth, youth academy, and it's, and it's against a team like the Seattle Sounders who've had success in that department. They actually had two youth players playing in their center, their midfield this that game. So it just shows what we're trying to progress towards. And if we can be a team like Seattle, who this year haven't been too good, but for the last couple of years have been like very consistent and have been able to like keep their team backed up with even up with all their injuries. If we are able to do that, that'd be really exciting. And if we're able to build up to that, I don't know where we'll be as a team, but it's definitely not going to be in a bad spot. I agree, man. I agree, and it's it's just, but yeah, it's the the incons the consistency of the inconsistency uh, it goes goes back and forth with the, with the team. They play well, then they don't play well. They look like they play well, just don't perform well. It's just it's kind of just kind of crazy, man. And just how the Dynamo the Dynamo perform, man, and uh, you know, and congrats to Dose on what they're doing, but. You know, Sam, keep up the keep up the good work you're doing. Of course, we don't read your we don't read your segments about Vancouver because it's the Vancouver, of course. But ho hopefully, one day we'll we'll get you writing back for for Houston or 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 maybe just just for us for you freelancing, maybe. Yes, sir, for sure. Thank you. Sir. If we have any Vancouver fans, where can they follow your work? So. I mainly post, you can probably find it, I'm at um, SM underscore HX underscore or at VWFC Central or straight up on the area, the area sports net, network, Twitter, or Instagram. Good deal. Marlon, any final thoughts on the Dynamo? And then taking advantage of uh, giving yourself a plug, man. I know you do some blogs as well. Oh, yeah. So... Yeah, I agree. I believe the the team has to be competitive from here on. The, maybe don't look at winning so much, but um, yeah, you want to win, of course, but more like the results of uh, player development as far as like bringing, I don't know, Palomino for sure, he hasn't given enough time, but also Castilla probably is the guy that probably has suffered the most for not you know, for not being picked to come to the first team. I, I, I saw him play, which, by the way, I do have a blog. It's called uh, Houston X Factor. And my probably my best video, actually, is the the uh, Dino Dose because I was able to showcase some of the, uh, the players' styles. You get to see some of the, some of the game and uh, welcoming after the game and, and kind of seeing a little bit of their – warm-ups uh the environment itself is, is really nice man that's one place you you know for the for for the money you pay to watch these kids uh is is worth it so yeah so that would be my if i was a coach uh 
I would be looking at number one players are the one next year, you know, besides the core of Achi uh, Achi, Coco, and uh, Sebas, I would look at players that complement the team, uh, the style you want to go with next season. And the second thing will be bringing, like I said, the young guys, uh, some defenders, some midfielders. Uh, I don't know about forwards because uh, maybe we don't have the not yet developed forwards uh, in the Dinados to be able to plug into the big team. But that would be my thing, uh, uh, my suggestion. Besides uh, the blog, uh, of course, you can find me at, on Twitter, uh, Messi0103. And, of course, we do the space with uh, Pupas. And I also do a blog, which I'm, I'm sorry, a space with my friend Mario. It's called uh, Bros Astros. Uh, it's basically it's Astros. Uh, we do like a recap of the week and the most updated info on who's coming up from the from the AAA. Like today, we have I believe we're gonna have uh, what do you call it? Uh, Hunter Brown making his debut as a pitcher. So those little things we get to comment on and it's open just like the Dino. Uh, Dynamo space, we open it to the fans. And uh, so far, it's working out. I'm pleased with it. But of course, uh, we're not we're not done with Dynamo. So we're going to keep going hard and uh, hope that everybody stays connected and, you know, ho uh, hopeful for next season. Good stuff, man. Thanks for joining us today and happy Labor Day to you and your family. Thank you. You too, guys. OSG, any final thoughts to to wrap us up, man? And I think that sums it up, man. So, yeah, today was a little variation of uh, bringing in the Somos Network and introducing these guys. Of course, some of them were a little bit too busy in the office today to to pop on the show. But, you know, shout out to Santeo, Mark, you know, who, who does all the edits. Big shout out to him for coming on the show today, uh, especially Marlon here, who who runs the, the Dynamos post-game Twitter spaces. And then, and then shout out to Sam, even though it was quick and brief, but he, you know, he hopped in and, and, and gave his quick opinions. So, I mean, and then that's the Somos Network, as we're a little group of, of Dynamo faithful, uh, including the Dash and including the Dose. And uh, we're, we're just going to try to keep it growing and getting the content out there and hopefully give y'all something to listen to. And, uh, you know, we welcome the fans to come in on this show. So if you you really want to get come in and give us a take, man, just hit us up in the DMs and tell us you want to come on and argue with us, talk with us, just give your opinion, uh, all opinions that are appreciative. As you heard, Herman's Naga out and I'm Naga in, but here we are together doing a show. Hey, can but, I give a little, I'm sorry, can I give a little uh, shout out to El Pupas who makes it, he makes a space very passionate and very uh you know open to a lot of a lot of stuff is is how fans feel at the moment and like we talked about the, the dynamo hasn't given us a lot to positive things to talk about the last half of the season but uh we want to hear from people that maybe not you know agree with us and and or agree with us in a passionate way so el pupa does a great job hosting also, Victor Araiza and Alex Parra, who bring the journalist uh, point of view into the show and and gives you more in-depth of 
what we don't get to see from as a fan they 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 tell us about what's going on from their side from from what they get to experience as as a journalist working or within the dynamo organization so a shout out to those guys because they do they do spend a lot of time with us and sometimes i feel bad for them because they 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 go all all the way from the beginning of the show to the end and and uh it's it's it shows that they're passionate about it and and they really want this team to to move forward for sure in a positive way that's the other great thing about the space is the just the people and the participation that y'all are getting on to to talk with y'all and you know same boat right here the the analytics, the, the the space, it's for the fans, by the fans. So y'all, y'all participate. If y'all see one going on, hop in. You know, Dynalytics has a, a different fan on every week. So y'all are welcome to come on and, and uh, you know, just talk, talk soccer with us like we're at the bar. But we're recording this time, you know. So good job to everybody. And, you know, I'm, I'm forever orange and I'm, 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 I'm having fun, man. We at Dynalytics are forever orange. Be sure to catch the next episode. H's. Hold it down. Well, well, well. So, you know, obviously the, the news has gone out and shocked the, the hell out of me and quite a few other people. How did it hit you? <laughs> I'm honestly... Uh, pleasantly surprised. I, I, I honestly, at this point, they should have let him finish the season. But I, I respect the balls on uh, Daddy Ted, dude. Like seriously, he's not putting up with mediocrity. So I, I'm encouraged as a Dynamo fan. Truthfully, now, like I mentioned in one of our episodes, it's gonna be we need to get this higher right. So Pat Onstad, that should be number one on his list. You know, like I know Dino Dose is in playoffs. I know we got games to finish out the year, but this is Pat Onstad's number one job. Like you need to nail this hire. That that'll be the the very curious thing now is to you know the timing of it. He only got five games left. Why not let him finish? Dose were on a run. Bundy could have just kept going with Dose. Is there somebody actually in hand that the Dynamo might have a possibility of snagging up right now? You know what? What what is it? It's just you know a lot of curiosity going out there. But you know, I, I'm I'm curious to wait just to hear what the Dynamo actually had to say about it. And just see uh, what their what the perspective of it is because they said we parted ways. But you know, what, you know after there's after it's expected that he's not going nowhere. So <laughs> kind of a, a big switch. I'm, I'm very curious as to what they had to say about it. Yeah, and if you're just joining us, we have some Dynalytics breaking news. Coach Paulo Nagamura has been sacked by the front office. And we're discussing it here on Dynalytics, kind of like an emergency episode get together. But just uh, giving our thoughts. I know I know you were Paulo in. Um, truthfully, I'm happy for the people like you because the front office is not putting up with these like the, the the buck stops here and that's daddy fed you know and that makes me feel happy as a dynamo fan that the the dark times where bad results are tolerated they're gone man daddy ted is here for results 
you know, he he means business. He he's not messing around. He's everything an owner should be and what as fans we want to be. Well, now it just solidifies that this year was a waste of time because we kept some of the players from the last two wooden spoons and then we went out and hired a a mediocre coach uh, from a from SKC two and then we didn't even let him finish the season. So now really that's that just really throws me off right there. You know, finish the season and then maybe he gets fired during the off season because there's somebody possible to come in. But, you know, that's like I said, we're, it's going to be very curious to who comes in and takes the helm from here. Or, you know, and Kenny Bundy's got a five game interview. I, I don't know. Very curious. I like naturally he is the right interim. You know, I just hate the timing of it. Like, He qualified the team to to the playoffs, you know, and now it's kind of like I feel bad for that Dino Dose squad, you know, but at the same time, I'm sure they understand. They would love a, a call up to the Dynamo as well. And I'm kind of curious if he will call up and use some of the players that he's used in Dino Dose and take them from that playoff squad. I think that what that's what that means, because technically this is a lateral move. You're, you're using one uh, second team coach. And you're going to another one second team coach. The the bonus and the advantage is that second team coach is your your home second team coach. So you you know you got a whole team that's been playing for this guy, and they, everybody loves him. He's a fan favorite, and now he gets to take over the first team for five games. And I, I agree, you're going to see some of those kids get to play, and I'm sure he will be careful as to who he uses and slots into the first team while the while Dose are still making their playoff run because he's going to have some respect for that. They haven't really said who's going to be the intern for Dose right now. But, uh, you know, let's, let's see it. It's it's time. Maybe we get to see Palomino for a change. But <laughs> that'll be a telltale right there, too. That is that is an excellent point that you make, OSG. Will we finally see Palomino, you know, a coach that trusted him? Um I, I would imagine he had to trust him now, especially if Achiatric continues to be injured. But no, man, this is this is a good thing. I know, I know it, um, you're sad about it, and I know you were uh, clinging to idea that it, it's a process. But like we talked about it, to me, this wasn't even like it was year zero. Like it, you're still trying to get rid of the mess. So okay, you try to hire a young coach that has so much to learn, but it was kind of like sink or swim and he was sinking, you know, and, and I'm actually um, impressed that they, that they did it before the season ended. Um, they mean business. And this is good to see as a fan base, they need to hire the, they need to, they need to hire the right person in this next job. And who wants to come here is, is the argument that everybody's going to bring, but now you actually have arguments for, You have two, three corner pieces, right? You have a DP in Achiache. You have Sebas Ferreira, who's a natural goal scorer. You have a box-to-box world-class midfielder in Coco. And you have an owner who wants to spend. He's going to pay you, and he's going to invest in the squad. That's attractive to me, in my opinion, if I were looking for, for a coaching gig. And in a league where it's different pressure than externally right like if if you do bad in mexico or if you do bad in england you know bad things happen to you outside of the pitch here it's a different type of pressure right like you hear from the media you hear from the fan base but it doesn't reach to a point where it 
interferes with your own personal life. So, no, I think we have cases to to hire the right person. Now it's on Pat Onstat. This firing to me means that the pressure is now on Pat Onstat. Daddy Ted said, okay, Pat, you messed this one up. Now it's on you, man. I brought you in here to fix this problem. You you got to bring the right person in. That's what this means to me. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you, I guess they pulled the trigger now, so there's more time to search. It's pretty obvious that we're going to be searching now because there's an obvious open. So it's, uh, you know, put a shout out some fireworks to some other coaches. Maybe they got something they can can think about. So it's, uh, yeah, I'm I'm curious to, to see where we move from here. It's, you know, the... <laughs> A lot of things, uh, a lot of things, a lot of things can happen too because it'll be a tattletale, right? What's going to happen to all those Brazilian loans, right? Like Seca, Tiaguinho, the center back from Danados that killed it this past weekend. We're going to see if those were uh, uh, Paulo's guys, right? And the other thing is, personally, me, I'm okay if the interim becomes the coach. I, I, I'm not one of those that says, oh, you got to bring Tata or you got to bring Bosto Teach. No. You got to bring the right person, man. And if that is a a, a promotion for the interim coach, so be it. But now he has five games to show us what he's made of. I love the way those plays. Obviously, those has talent compared to the rest of the league. I'm not expecting, you know, night and day difference. It's the same squad that Paulo uh, inherited, and it's the same squad that we justified some of Paulo's results. But if we see a little kick, a different playing style, a more aggressive, more attacking, then you can see this coach kind of put this footprint on the on the team. And we talked about it earlier in this episode. Some of the games are tough. You know, you got LAFC, you got Nashville, which are tough opponents. But you also have teams that are uh, sporting Kansas City, his first game. They're near the bottom of the table with us. That's going to be a good game, and I hope the crowd shows up. I hope they do, too, because we're, we're, they're going to need it. You know, and it, it probably will draw some extra fans out just because some of the fans are just happy. They're going to be elated just to go to a game now because they don't have to look at Paul and Nagamore, which is kind of crazy, but whatever. You know, do their thing. Show up. At least they'll shut up now because they got what they wanted. <clears throat> but. You know, it's, it's fine, but let's, you know, I, like I said, it's, I'm really, I knew it was going to come eventually. Just like I said, I'm just surprised it, it was now. So, I mean, uh, I'll be fine with it before I even go to bed tonight. Just, I'm really curious as to the Dynamo will get their perspective and at least say something about it, and hopefully sooner than later. Uh, and then where are we going to go from that? Yeah, that's a good point. I want to see if uh, they have a press conference tomorrow, Pat Onstat. Um, I don't think he's tweeted anything in, out yet, but uh, oh, there was one more point that you said. Uh, I didn't want to interrupt you. Um, dang it! Oh well. But yes, we'll see. We'll see what the what the Dynamo say. It's it's interesting. Um, oh, I know. I it it caught me off guard, OSG, because I genuinely believed that he was not going to get fired. I genuinely mentally prepared myself for a second year of Paulo Nagamura. I was mentally prepared. I already talked myself into it. I was already saying, hey, he's not going anywhere. The man has some flaws, but let's support him. You know, let's support this team. 
it's it's no it's no use in in trying to divide the fan base. I was genuinely under the impression <coughs> we were gonna have a second year with Paulo, and even Eddie Robinson was, you know, even Glenn Davis uh, yeah. was, yeah, you know. And Victor Arasa just did a space, and Eddie Robinson was a guest, and Laura Gomez was a guest, and uh, Cesar was a guest, and you know they all talked about it and gave their gave their two cents and. Pretty much, they were all surprised at the same time, but you know, uh, that's that's the the way the events roll. And I guess you know, unfortunately for us, uh, we already recorded our episode, so this is a little ten minute tidbit that you're going to get from us this time. And uh, tune into us next Monday, and we'll get more into a deeper detail about the coaching change, and we'll actually have a game to review as well with that with that coaching change. Uh, you know, if you're interested in really, really interested into hearing somebody talk about it, Generation Orange will have an episode on Wednesday. I'm sure they're going to get into depth detail where they'll talk the entire show about it. So that'll be one good one. And then Victor Ariza with Inside the Hexagon, he'll release his probably on Friday, I think it is. I'm sure he'll have some good takes to take. So, guys, go listen to that if y'all want to hear something about the, you know, the Naga board uh, takes. But otherwise, you know, no run. Uh, it is what it is, but I think I'm uh, I'm H's on that. Until next time, right? Until next time, OSG. I send you a big hug from Houston. I know this sucks for you personally, but I I honestly believe that this is overall good for the Houston Dynamo. I genuinely believe that. Well, as you like to say, and I throw the H's forever, forever orange, orange, baby. Houston Dynamo, Houston Dynamo, Houston Dynamo, Houston Dynamo.